Episode three of the Rumor Mill. Um, I am your host, the pig trapped in a boy's body, Evan Ayers, coming to you from DC. And just kick things off, I am joined, as always, by the wonderful Jamila Zara. Jamila, hello there. Hi. What's up? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, it's been very boring around my neck of the woods, but um, I'm excited for this. Good. Wait, that's actually probably good that it's boring for you because it seems like you had like a really big, big week last week. Yes, I did. Last week was crazy. Um, This week has been really calm. Uh, I did have something really funny that happened to me this weekend. I was invited to sit on a panel um, as a panelist and I was uh, supposed to moderate it actually. And I was really excited about it because it was about the intersection between cannabis and sexuality. And so I spent the whole week preparing for this panel. I was really excited about it. And then I get there and it's in someone's apartment. What? The panel's in someone's apartment? Yes. It was like 10 chairs in a bedroom. I oh. was so upset. Did you stay for Did you stay for it? I did because I felt trapped. I felt trapped at that point, but it was just like, you know, lesson learned, um, really fully vet an organization before you agree to it. Or if you do agree to it, at least, you know, get them to pay for your Uber. Yeah. Get, a, get an Uber or get like a PDF of like the location. Get, oh my God. Get that reminds me, that sounds like the story of, of um, Joe and Lori Roggenkamp, the time that they had some gig at some crazy house party. You ever heard that story? No. Oh my God. Uh, you'll have to, there's, I'll find the episode and send it to you, but there's a, a story of the two of them going to some ridiculous house party for a gig to do stand up. And it, it was just kind of the similar situation, just a total, total mess of a, oh of a location. God. Well, I'm glad that you made it through that. Um, wait, so tell me about, um, like it was about sexuality and cannabis. Like, was it, yeah, it was just about the intersection of sexuality and cannabis and like how women can use it for, for cramps and just basically all the medicinal benefits, but then also like where, you know, sexuality and being able to, cause you know, I don't know if you know this about hetero couples, but usually women, um, are conditioned to not say what they want. (laughs) And, uh, it was just getting, uh, about getting women to be more open and, and vocal about the things that they want and how cannabis can help with that. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, it would have been great had it not been in someone's bedroom. Yeah. How many people showed up to this? Like 20 people. Oh my God. I know. Just crammed in a tiny ass apartment. It was really weird. But you're like, well, since I'm a woman right now with cannabis, I'm telling you what I want. And it's to not ever. Yes, I want to get the fuck out of here. But, you know, you know, you 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 win some, you lose some. That was a loss, but a lesson learned. I feel you. Well, speaking of get the fuck out of here, that's what I hear from my other co-host as soon as the show wraps, because we are coming to you live from his apartment. Uh, Please welcome George Munoz. Hey, girl. Hello, Jamila. That yes. was a really fun orgy that I accidentally stumbled into before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe if it was an orgy, it would have been worth my time. <laughs> but how are you, Jorge? I am good. I had a great week, really fun weekend. I am miserably exhausted. I 
honestly went on a bender for my boyfriend's birthday. Um, I didn't get to take a nap the whole weekend. So that's the only reason I'm exhausted. But it was fun. The week has started now. I need to get back to adult life. And of course, adult life consists of talking about rumors about a drag race show. Exactly. Well, George, why don't you tell some of the listeners what exactly you guys did for your boyfriend's birthday this weekend? Um, so my boyfriend's mom came down from Philadelphia, which was nice. Took us all uh, to a brunch a couple times. She and to Soul Cycle. <laughs> I know. Whoops. Do you do? Do you cycle, Jamila? Uh, no. It like. It, it it I don't know. I just didn't like it. I mean, it was challenging, but you know, some things are challenging, but they're still fun. Like I just felt like cycling was just work. I was just working the whole time. It yeah, wasn't it fun. Was, uh, we, so apparently, we helped campaign for Trump's twenty twenty bid. <gasps> oh, uh, I'm just what? I'm just kidding. Lord, Soul Cycle, you've heard about this? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, where is this story going? Yeah, um, this is not the direction no, I was expecting. Course. Um, and then we did it again, um, for Sunday as well. well Cause it's very important. That, that soul cycle is very important to your yeah. boyfriend and his mom as well. They're like, they're avid goers, right? Yeah. But since before this, this bad stuff came out about it, but mm. that's neither here nor there. Um, Evan and I were hanging out. He got yeah. to meet a, a little girl crush from one of his favorite shows. Yeah. Jamila. So I went, my weekend was, uh, kind of similar, kind of crazy, but part of my Saturday involved going to meet up with George and his boyfriend and these friends at a bar. And I was told in advance that I needed to show up immediately because there was a surprise for me, which I kind of predicted was the presence of this girl who lives in DC. She's a survivor contestant. Um, so most of my, uh. cel- most of my celebrating, uh, George's boyfriend's birthday was me fangirling over this girl who was very, very lovely and very normal. But uh, yeah, it felt like a little present for me. So thanks, George. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of course. I got so excited when I found out she was going to be there. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, that's very interesting to be like a contestant on that kind of show because it's like majority of people have no idea who the hell you are. But then there's those like really crazy, like, you know, Survivor fans. And like, that's 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 a cool kind of celebrity. Yeah, I call it flow from progressive celebrity, where it's yes. like it's yes. like you probably got money and like you can definitely go to Chili's and be left alone. Like people don't freak out, but like every once in a while someone will clock you at a mall and like you still remind yourself that you're famous. Yeah. So and I imagine probably actually a lot of drag race girls feel the same way when they are aren't in drag. I feel the same way, honestly. Like anytime like I'll go like to like a bank where they only hear my voice, they're like, Oh my god, is that George Munoz from the rumor mill? And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, that's me again. There she how is. How does that happen? <laughs> yeah, just how, you, don't, you don't go to the bank. They come to you. I, I've seen your credit. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> awkward laugh. Well, guys, thank you again. I'm glad that we are all here. I feel like the week just kind of like is a blur. And then here we are on a Monday mo- afternoon recording this podcast. Um, but I wanted to start off with a discussion about... I've heard some feedback about our one of the parts of the show, our use of the terms tops and bottoms of the week. Um, have you guys heard of any of the the feedback we've gotten that apparently people are liking it to that podcast, The Sydney Gaze, where they do the peaks and valleys of the week or peaks and pits? I don't even really know what it is. But I do want to clarify that the reason why we call it the tops and bottoms is because that's what RuPaul uses in talking about the contestants. But if you guys have any other suggestions of terms we could use, I would love to hear them. But to clarify, it is not because we want to mimic the Sydney gaze, which, if you, again, if you have not listened to that also, you should totally do that. Have you listened to this, Jamila? 
I haven't. But I mean, the first time I ever heard the term peaks and pit of the week was on the Kardashians. So I'm going to say they did it first. Yeah, I mean, they are clearly going to take that from us anyway. But (laughs) good to know. Well, I do want to hear about we kind of talked about, I guess we did this already. But um, I do want to hear Jamila or George, whichever one you guys want to start with Jamila. uh, One good thing or one bad thing that happened to you this week, aside from being uh trapped in a bedroom with 20 other people talking about sex and cannabis um oh i started watching this show on hbo that is so funny it's called the righteous gemstones and i'm all caught up with it it comes on every sunday i think but it's so funny and uh it's about uh like christian televangelists a family of televangelists and uh and one of them is uh, being extorted for money because he was caught uh, with hookers and blow on camera. And so they're trying to extort him for like a, 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 a sum of money. And but I mean, the, the show is ultimately about this Christian televangelist funny uh, family. And it's really, really hilarious. Damn. And what's it called? It's called The Righteous Gemstones. And um, who who is in it? Um uh, John Goodman's in it. Walter Goggins and Danny McBride are like John, the three. John Goodman's the, the guy from Roseanne, right? The dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. I have heard of that. Awesome. George, speaking of John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> My top of the week is absolutely Nina West. She mm. this past two weeks of hers have been fantastic. And I always consider her like, the winner of season 11 um, because she's doing so much more than any of the other Queens have done for representation for RuPaul's drag race. Like last night, her at the Emmys, I was going through her Instagram and she has, she took pictures with literally everyone. I don't know if she took pictures with everyone or everyone else took pictures with her because like, I love taking pictures of drag Queens and like all the celebrities that are taking pictures with her look so happy and excited. And it looks like she had an amazing time. I feel like she's very beloved. Wasn't she tweeted at by um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez amongst yeah. many people? Yeah. That was her favorite queen. Yeah. I feel like she's, I feel like Nina West is definitely the poster child for like post season 11 success. Oh my God. It's like, I see so, so, so much of her and I follow so many Queens and she is consistently popping up. Like she's doing a Bob's Burgers thing. Like <gasps> it's what? Have you not seen that? Yeah. Do you um, watch Bob, Bob's Burgers, Jamila? I don't, but I feel, I know it's a show that I should watch because everybody whose humor I respect loves Bob, Bob's Burgers. I, I am a, such a stan. Oh my God. Her name's I Tina like West. How? Out. How yeah. cute. So if, if for anyone listening, if you go to her Instagram, you can see it's like, uh, it's like a couple weeks back um, from today. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, personally have a, f- a lot of things I want to say, but my important thing I want to say first, I'll use this as my spot, Jamila, is what I've been meaning to tell you. I talked about it last week, but I heard that you are a big fan of The Real Housewives of Potomac. I am a huge fan of The Real Housewives of Potomac, and this is like the best part of the season because it's reunion time. So I have a cool story for you in that case, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Yes. So my company that I work for, um, where I, I work at a company in DC where I manage the office facilities and the events and the general day-to-day stuff. And part of that is I get to schedule weekly lunches. We have lunch twice a week that's catered. And the catering company that we started using recently um, works with one of the husbands of a housewife of Potomac. Like It's like her husband. I think his name is Chris. Oh, yeah. 
so yeah, Chef, Chris. His name is Chef Chris, and I think he's the one. I think he's been on a few episodes. He's but... yes, he's well, he's on a, a bunch of episodes. He's Candace Dillard's husband. Okay, and is and he or... owns a barbecue restaurant. Oh, that's why I like him. Then I love me some barbecue. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's apparently cooking for us on Wednesday, on Wednesday this week. Um, people oh, are freaking out. Man. But he keeps that ba- they keep bailing because I guess like filming or whatever. But it's very funny because those things don't really happen in DC. It's like, it's right. like there, are, there are very few situations where that that's like a, a normal occurrence. But um, I guess I need to start watching it. You you definitely co-sign that it's a good series. I love it, and it's one of those series where it's like season one, where it's the OG cast was kind of meh, but then season two and on has just really, really picked up. And Chris, one of the things that he is kind of like, I guess, most known for on the show was one time Candace was at a, a luncheon or something, and she was talking about him, and you know, Candace is black, Chris is white. And she was like, yeah, my husband, you know, he may be white, but his penis isn't. And everybody was like, wait, so his penis is brown? (laughs) It was really awkward. But like now it's like a running joke that he has a brown (laughs) penis, that his penis is like discolored. Oh, my God. Well, I will be sure maybe not to ask him that when I see him on Wednesday. But (laughs) or do it. I don't know. Maybe I should. That's (laughs) freaking. That's so funny. Um, So approach. So inappropriate. But yeah, that's my that's my spiel. Um, and so I do want to get into the meat and potatoes of the rumor mill. Uh, and so we've kind of talked about this in the last couple of weeks, how there's a lot coming up and a lot of exciting things going on in the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, several series are starting. So I do want to kind of go in chronological order of the, uh, when they'll be airing. So I kind of wanted to take a little bit more time today to talk about Drag Race UK, if you guys would be interested in that. Yeah. So we've talked about the uh, the rumored cast or the cast that was released, and we've kind of gone through a quick, you know, f- first impressions. Uh, but I want to take the time to talk to George because I believe he was the one that sent us this link over the weekend about the uh, teaser of the show. So can you tell us a little bit about what was released, George? So yeah, the new teaser for the show aired, and it was unlike any of Rue's previous teasers. Okay. Um, it seemed more like a like a commercial for a sitcom. And when I say I'm obsessed with it, I literally, like this is not even a joke, watched it about 30 times over the weekend. I just kept replaying oh it and replaying it and replaying it. There was just something about it that was really magnetic um, and so different compared to what Rue's done. So obviously in the past, like he's done like catwalks with like neon or like them just walking places, like uh, it's... and like bright colors, whatnot. But this is like a, a TV set. And like they in- introduced all the characters as if they were characters in a sitcom. Oh, it's really cool. How, did, you, did you get a chance to see I, it? I did watch it. And I feel like they have tried to do that once. They did it with season eight with like Naomi Smalls when they were all in that salon. But it wasn't as it wasn't as presented as much as a sitcom, but they definitely were acting a little bit up. There. But that's um, not exactly the same type of like teaser that we got. But yeah, you I know did what it, it reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of. Well, I mean, because there's like set in a house and it is that very sitcom kind of set look, it kind of reminded me of a cross between absolutely fabulous and that queen video from like forever ago where uh, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury and the whole band are dressed up as women. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to break free. That's the name of the song. And they're like all like doing chores and like just kind of like housewives around the house. And like it, gave, it reminded me of like an homage to that. And I wonder if it was since it is British. Oh, it the queen, queen. Yeah, that's actually what is it called. 
the, oh, the the song again? It's called I Want to Break Free. I Want to Break Free. Which is what I remember asking you about the Ariana Grande song, Break Free. And this was the one that <laughs> we knew instead. Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's... I feel like that's like a lot of uh, thought that goes into... Like if if... What am I trying to say here? If that was the intent of like the whole concept, I'll be very impressed already with them. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So I'm actually looking at photos and I encourage anyone listening to go look at photos um, of the music video. It looks almost exactly like it. Um, yeah, okay. I feel like it's like a, like a slight homage to it. But, you know, I, I, I also got to see it wasn't like exactly like it because that video was so 80s. It's like this was like drag queens of the future. Yeah. But, you know, like futuristic UK housewives kind of. Fierce. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved it. And I'm probably going to watch it at least 10 more times after <laughs> we finish airing today. Nice. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I'm very excited. I still don't know how we're going to watch the series because it's going to air on a different network. But we'll find a way to surely uh, watch it weekly. Uh, Jamila, have you, did you get a chance to watch it? Or have you seen the photos of the pit crew for Drag Race UK, which is apparently called the Brit Crew? Oh, no, I haven't. But I don't. The Brit crew. I'm there. I know okay. it's a little it's a little it's a little hokey, but I encourage you to look them up because they are okay. smoking. They, they are just wave. And we we love our boys in the US, but they are incredibly hot. <laughs> and I know she never likes to talk. I know they never really get to talk, but I just like I hope they do because I do love accents. And I think that really like intensifies a person's sexiness. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if they, what role they get to play. There's also, I'm looking at the photo, there, there, it's a very diverse group, and there's at least, what, there's five of them? Which is good. And hopefully they uh, will get a chance to get some airtime and actually speak. And I'm There's about- one guy who's like an outlier, though, and he kind of reminds me of the guy on the U.S. pit crew who is just really hairy and has a mustache. Oh, that Sean Morales, that he's a little older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a British version of him in this in this lineup. Yeah, they're definitely like they go through like who can we appeal to? Check off different grinder tribes and try to appeal <laughs> to different demographics. <laughs> I love that. Um, very, very interesting. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to take it back to George. Do you have anything else that you have heard or any rumors that you want to discuss about Drag Race UK? Um, so I do have some rumors. I don't because I don't. We still have a few couple weeks until it starts, so I don't want to ruin anything. Okay. Um, we've already gone over um, the the order in which people leave, and that's based on all the rumors that I've seen. They seem pretty true. And the first two people to go home are going to be Gothy and Scary Cat. Mm-hmm. And so what I've heard is that Gothy actually does a really, really terrible job. And it's kind of embarrassing in the first episode, um, which is why she gets kicked off. Um, and I find out that the song that they sing to, so the first elimination song is going to be um, New Rules by Dua Lipa. And oh, I, like I know. Yeah. Um, and Scaredy Cat um, wins the lip sync and sends Gothy home. Allegedly, Gothy exits by saying... Um, something Kendall, something Kendall. Oh, like, like Banji. Oh, Miss oh. Kendall, Miss Kendall, Miss Kendall. That's what she says. Mm. And that's how she walks off stage. 
So it's not very you can't original. Take, yeah, you can't take someone's. I like, know. And mm. then on top of that, um, when she writes a message in the mirror with the lipstick, she says, guess I'm um, this series pork chop, which is another reference to a different queen. Mm. So I'm like, God, you need to be original for once. And I, and I say this with a grain of salt. I love gothy Kendall. Like I, I, when I first found her, like I was like, Oh my God, she's stunning. She's going to win this. And then obviously I found, I found out that um, she's obviously not going to win, but that's what I heard. Yeah. Bummer, bummer for her. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Jamila, what um, what are you most looking forward to about Drag Race UK? Based on the cast that we've seen, it seems like, you know, I really don't, we don't really know a whole, whole lot about the rumors or we, George and I were discussing earlier how a lot of the guest judges are British, you know, figures and celebrities. So I really don't have a whole lot to say about them to start. But um, have you had a chance to do any digging, Jamila, or any thoughts about things that you're looking forward to this season? I haven't really done a whole bunch of digging on it. I just can't wait to watch it. But I think the one thing I'm kind of curious about is um, because it's in the UK, will the challenges, you know, reflect that? Um, I am super curious about Snatch Game. And I'm super curious about the fact that, like, in the U.S. version of Drag Race, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for things to take kind of a political turn. And I wonder if it'll be the same for the UK drag race. But wow. of course, but of course, there's queens that I'm super excited about. I really want to see Cheryl Hole. I really want to see Bag of Chips. Um, I'm, yeah, like it's, I actually thought Scaredy Cat was going to go home first. So, you know, and I was, when I first saw the Meet the Queens, I was a really big fan of Gothy Kendall. So I'm really interested to see this, interested to see this first episode. Yeah, I wonder if the the use of a Dua Lipa song for a first lip sync, for, if got if this girl Scaredy Cat is in it, is was kind of an intentional way to keep her because I feel like her thing is like being a teenager. She doesn't really done drag very long, and I feel like that's like a very millennial song to like mm-hmm. to do. But yeah, very very good. Um, George, you have any other exciting rumors or things you want to really dig into? Yeah. Um- None right now. I, I, I really want to wait until... I mean, the, the rumors I know, at least, I want to wait until the season starts okay, and then slowly leak them out. Um, just because I don't want to... You don't want to blow it too early. early. Yeah, yeah. We still have a couple more weeks. Totally, totally. Well, we'll cap that there, but then I do want to move over to... Although I did preface very sternly on the first episode of this, this revamp of the rumor mill that we weren't going to do too much talking about anything other than rumors... Uh, but I think it's worth noting that uh, today is the day after the Emmys. And last night, RuPaul's Drag Race did win an Emmy for Outstanding Reality Television Program. And Jamila actually brought a video clip to my attention that um, was very interesting backstage. Uh, Jamila, do you want to talk a little bit about that clip? Yeah, sure. So um, there is a writer named Danielle Young. She writes for Essence Magazine. And after the award show, all the winners usually go to the press room where they get up on stage and then people can ask them questions about the show. And since RuPaul's Drag Race won, uh, it was Ru. And then all of like the the big heads of production got on stage uh, while Ru addressed the press room and answered a bunch of questions. And so Danielle from essence the one question that she asked him was being that you know diversity and inclusion is a big topic of discussion and that RuPaul's Drag Race is a show with a very diverse cast um 
why isn't that reflected in the people on the stage who were predominantly white men? There were two women. Um, I can't speak to their ethnicities, but um, optically, it seemed like everybody on stage was white except for RuPaul. And I think this question caught Rue off guard because she really had a hard try a hard time answering it like he made this joke um about she was like you know um uh oh he, yeah he made this joke that was like oh well i have love for the lgbtq and the blts i love a bacon lettuce tomato and it was just kind of like a deflection oh. to like gather himself together but then he was like well you know uh i'm black and i'm gay and you know I uh, check all these boxes. I check all these diversity boxes. And uh, and then it was like the whole thing was really cringeworthy to, to watch. But he was like, I fought my whole life. I fought so hard. I feel like I feel like I'm about to quote a movie. And then Danielle was like, all my life I had to fight from the color purple. And he was like, yes, yes, that's it. That's the one. That's the quote. All my life I had to fight. And then he, it just, it was <sighs> really, 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 really cringy. Uh-huh. Uh, but at the same time, he never answered the question. And um, it brings me to a whole nother point that's kind of off topic. But I was on Twitter this weekend and I saw uh, an exchange with Rihanna where she was talking about how she loved this woman who participated in her fashion show. She was just like, she's so great. She's like my spirit animal. Oh. And, and then somebody on Twitter was like, hey, Rihanna, like as a, you know, native, uh, a, a Native American, it's really troubling that you use that word when you're not, you know, a, you, when you're not of native descent, it's really like offensive. And Rihanna was like, Yo, sis, you're right. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. You know, and it was like, wow, how how easy, how fucking easy is it to just acknowledge a problem and then say you'll do better? Yeah, and it's Rihanna who like is the ba- bad girl Riri. Like, if anyone like could be like problematic with that response, it could be her, and she gets it. Like, it's yeah. not hard. It's not hard to just like to to own up and and promise it will never happen again. Good for Rihanna. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. But the funny the funny thing about the RuPaul's Drag Race thing is when um Danielle asked him about it, she was just like, you know, the lack of diversity on stage. He starts looking at the people around him as if like a ethnic person is just m- magically going to appear <laughs> on stage, you know? And yeah. it was just it was just really really awkward. Yeah. Yeah, and it so yes, it was incredibly awkward. I actually had to stop watching it after like the first twenty seconds. I was like, "It's a forty-five second clip, George. Just get through it." Uh Uh, I was cringing the whole time, Um, but it's not surprising based on the critiques that the show itself has been getting based on casting. And he also said that the cast has always been majority black, but the winners have not always been black. You know, like it the amount of of black contestants does not the percentage of black contestants does not equate to the percentage of black winners you know what i mean okay um yeah i think it's it's pretty off actually and like he's always been getting critiques for this and like he got called out on stage and he's kind he in a way kind of defended himself you know by by saying like everyone up here has different faces. that's literally a quote from me he said everyone here has different faces and i'm like they're all white though Mm. Um, so I just think it's 
interesting. Like, hopefully, hopefully he learns from this eventually. Yeah, I mean, that's very interesting. And that actually makes me think of a, a curious like question to, to think about. These, when you think about the diversity, and obviously as the token white person here, diversity is something that I am very glad to have you both here to, you know, to help speak on. But when you look at the way he justifies the previous winners, most of them being predominantly African or being black or like the, the diversity of winners, do you guys think it's more important that a season produces a winner of a certain ethnicity or that they cast people of different backgrounds and the winner can be whoever's the best in that situation. Well, I mean, I also, I uh, like everything's connected. Right. Uh-huh. And so I, now that I see what the production team, the, like the heads of production look like, mm-hmm. I I'm not shocked by the fact that there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of winners uh, of color. You know, like that's especially black winners like that's not surprising. And it's just crazy that a show about pop culture like I just feel like black people contribute so much to pop culture that to not have, you know, uh, the you know, every every aspect of the show reflect that like you it can't just be in front of the camera. It has to be behind the camera, too. And then as a black person, like I always notice when I'm the only black face in a room and it's weird that rupaul doesn't notice that either it's kind of like well i made it you know i've made it and so i'm this exceptional person and and like i ultimately yes you have to hire the best person for the job but you also have to make sure that your applicant pool you know is is inclusive you have to you know and the best person for a job just doesn't always happen to shake out to be a white person you're right if that if that's if that's your mentality then that's problematic in itself yeah and it's problematic to, even down to like the writing or the creation of the challenges if things like like last season season 11 they had the wakanda forever challenge or these different acting bits that people kind of gave feedback that was Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit racist or that they felt was a little inappropriate if those challenges are being written by white people like (laughs) that's 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 kind that's even more of an issue it's Mm -hmm. it's there's so much that goes into you know the, the what you actually see as a viewer and yeah at what point like do they have a responsibility as a show that's about inclusion and everyone say love and like we're supposed to lift each other up but at what point, like, is it kind of not really being followed through? It's kind of just talk the talk, but the walk's not being walked. I agree. I That's very, very interesting. George, you have any thoughts on this? We need more black and brown cast members on RuPaul's Drag Race. We need more black and brown winners. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, how many people on are in the Drag Race UK cast? What's the, do we know that like, we have a quick, like. I think I there's know. one. So there's there's one person of color, and then there's um, something Wong is of a, a Asian descent mm. of some sort. But. Here's a question for you guys: Do you think that if the Drag Race UK was was airing as a US season, do you think that they would allow contestants to have names like something Wong or Cheryl Hole? Because I've heard stories of some queens having to change their names. Like, I always bring up Trenica Rex, like, to T-Rex, Alaska Thunderfuck, to just Alaska. Do you think that they would have greenlit, like, someone being, someone named Sumting Wong to be be released by VH1? I think they, I feel like they would have. I don't think those are offensive enough to, to not be aired on TV. I mean, I feel like 
you know, it helps a lot that she is Asian. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know if they would make her change yeah. it. But. I mean, I think Sharon Needles was pretty bad. Like two, you know, and but, that got aired. But that, like, that was kind of that was clever enough that people still didn't get it right away. Did you get Did you get the name right away, Jamila, when you heard I, that? I did, but it was it's I I can see how people wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I got it was because I heard it, you know, like before I saw it spelled out. Ah, okay. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, Sharon Needles, like you know. But if I had just seen it spared, spelled out, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would have gotten the play on words. True. And for Cheryl Hole um, with UK, I I obviously thought of Cheryl Cole immediately. Like I didn't think of the sexual innuendo. So I'm, I'm wondering if other people are like that. Yeah. As well, it's just interesting. Again, it's always the question. It always comes back to like this show being about a subversive culture, but suddenly it's thrust into the mainstream. So how do you how do you deal with that? Um, yeah. Only time will tell. I'm personally very excited for this season, and I will be very curious to see. Uh, how this Emmy impacts future seasons. Um, so the next thing that kind of segues into something else that I wanted to briefly talk about uh, is the idea of how many times, how many Emmys has this show won now? Is it three, two? Yeah, it's two. Consecutively, it's been named or it won Best Reality Show or whatever that. And they may have won another one for like, I can. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's obviously like on, on a run here. And maybe I'm thinking about this because this is the final season of Modern Family, which is on its 12th season. And I'm, I'm thinking about shows that have had its run. Uh, how long do you guys think this show has in its tank before it starts to fade out? Do you guys think there is a, there is a, a, a cap or a limit here? Or what, you know, what's the, what do you feel like is going to be the, the point where people stop being interested in RuPaul's Drag Race? Well, so I think it depends who you ask, because obviously this is now getting thrust into the mainstream media. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, as a gay man who's been watching this since season two, I'm like, oh my god, I'm exhausted. But like for you know a straight straight girl from Southern Virginia who's just experiencing this, th- this is such a new experience to them, and it's kind of like me watching it for the first time when I was in, starting college. You know, like yeah. that's when I first started watching Drag Race. Um, but um, I I. Th- I kind of think it's just starting right now. You think it's just starting? I think it's just starting. And and, and we've seen so many reality shows go so incredibly far. Like your favorite show is still on, you know, it's on season, what, 40? Literally 40. Is it really? Survivor 40, yeah. (laughs) I remember the first season of Survivor. It came on after a Super Bowl. It did, yes. It aired after the Super Bowl. It was in May 2000. Yeah. 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 And like... um, America's Next Top Models, right? It's it's still going, isn't it? I, I know I'm going to revamp. Going, but I know that I know that with certain shows, like America's Next Top Model is such a great example, and so is Project Runway, that they can go on forever as long as the production and the writing is like top notch. And mm. as you've seen with Project Runway, once they switched hosts and once, you know, it just it kind of suffered, you know, like the producing just kind of went mm-hmm. downhill. And the same thing with um, America's Next Top Model. And like, I, you know, I don't think those I I know I don't think America's Next Top Model is still on, but I know Project Runway has like a bleak future, you know, and um, but I think as long as the talent is there and 
I think they need to stop with the filler queens, you know? I think they need to just wait until they have, like, a talented, you know, pool of contestants. But then also, um, there's certain things that I think they need to change to make me excited about it again. And one thing is, like, uh, the twist in the new All-Star season. That's yeah. amazing. Like, th- the fact that old older contestants are going to come back, lip-sync assassins, like, yes, like, you have to shake it up. You have to. You can't just keep doing the same thing every single season. And also, I, you know, this is just on a personal note. Um I'm over the acting challenges. They need to come up with like some new shit. <laughs> you and I, I feel like you and I both have similar sentiments to the last season, especially because the acting challenges. And I have to agree if they're going to have an acting challenge, have one or two and put it in when there is a like very clearly like able body cast to do it. Like yeah. don't just force them to, you know, fumble and be like it's to produce a good product at that point. I totally agree with you. Um, what else would you want to change about the show, George or Jamila? Because I have thoughts, but like, what would what would season fifteen of RuPaul's Drag Race look like? I think season fifteen will have to be so today to twenty twenty. So right now we are in season twelve. Yeah, we're going in season twelve. I will need it to not air until twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven. I need some time, some downtime. Yeah, yeah. really I agree. need some down, Like, and I think. That I, I think Rue, Paul, and World of Wonder airing so many shows, so many shows in the matter of you know three years. I feel like we've had like six seasons, and right, including All Stars and. Well, and I mean, yeah, in the, the next Rupaul. six months, in the next six months, we'll yeah. see three seasons of and Drag like, Race. I get, I'm so exhausted by the end of a season because, like, I will have watched two in a row. Yeah, know? like we're gonna watch All Stars five, and we're gonna watch season twelve, and I'm gonna be so exhausted. And all I have is like a three month break until it starts again, you know? Yeah. So that's what I need to change. I need him to slow down because like we're in the spotlight now. And if you really want this to take off, you need people to miss the show. Yeah. Yeah. And then start implementing these crazy twists and turns that we weren't expecting, you know? Yeah. Do you think they're, they're kind of doing this though, because they're concerned with how long Rue has in the, oh. in the tank. Not like that Rue's going to pass away, but Rue is 60 years old. Like at, at what point do you think Rue's going to be like, all right, you know what? I am, I'm good. I'm going to go live in my ranch with my hot, my hot husband. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think the show could survive without Rue because unlike a, like I'm trying to think of like a competition show, like the voice or something where it's really about the judges. I think the judges are so secondary and they have changed. You know, we've seen, we've gone from Santino to like, you know, Carson, you know, like the judges are constantly changing out. And yes, it is RuPaul's drag race. I still think, you know, Rue is the figurehead of the show and like the reason for the season. But I really do think it could survive another host. And I think it would be so dope if the host was like Shangela or something or some mm. like legendary like queen. Or or a few queens. I would love it to like have a rotating um, main person. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Justice League. Yeah, honestly, they could just like film RuPaul or use footage of the same things that he says in each episode because at this point they are kind of robotic <laughs> and just have like a rotating cast of like of all stars that come in and do the, the workroom check ins and do the training and stuff. That's yeah. Do like one filming of him in a green, like a green suit and a green green screen so they can just edit in a new outfit and 
edit in new hair, and then they're good for the rest of the season because he does the same thing when he walks in. And cut the check to RuPaul. <laughs> That's all they need. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I personally think that the show uh, will need to do something something special in terms of a revamp of the structure without changing the focus from being on the contestants itself. But yeah. I do agree. I need there needs to be some I would be I'd be excited to see seasons that are more focused on on design and the actual like going back to the roots of how difficult drag is or how much work goes into drag, not just being something that you can buy a gown and have someone help you do your hair and look pretty on a runway. So I'd love for them to get back to like the gritty, like, you know, the reason why I liked Evie Oddly kind of kind of drag. Right. Speaking of Evie Oddly, Jamila, you said you were excited about the All-Stars 5 uh, lip sync cycle. George informed, George informed me today that apparently Evie is the first lip sync assassin to return. <gasps> Ooh, that is not going to go well for who is ever <laughs> in the bottom. Yeah. Do, do we know or do we... Do we have an idea who that's going to be? I don't. That's all I know right now. We do know that Derek Barry is allegedly the first person to go home. Oh, well, there we go. But I yeah. don't know. But see, so Evie will be lip syncing against lip syncing against uh, the top performer of the week. So I don't know who they're who they'll be competing against. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So it's that doesn't make any sense though, because it's kind of like wait. So if they're competing against the top performer of the week and they lose then who goes home so there's so that's still kind of unclear or there's a few versions i've I've heard of what happens but to my understanding and i'd love to be corrected if i'm wrong but there is a what there's one winner of the challenge per week and just like the regular all-stars they lip sync for their legacy but they lip sync against the returning um you know lip sync assassin yes and if the lip sync assassin wins then the money doesn't the, the $10,000 does not go to the queen and it goes towards like the pot for next week. So it collects. Oh, and okay. I, and there's, there's some voting that happens amongst the contestants that it, depending on who wins the lip sync, like that determines who will go home. I believe okay. Again, I'd, I'd love to be, I'd love to be proven wrong. If anyone in the chat room knows, um, you know, that would be great, but I'm kind of excited to have a little bit of a, like, of a, a suspense there but yeah agreed it's it's different it's exciting and something that i don't know about drag race which is not normal for us so i'm excited about that yeah i just want i just want some adventure shake it up i want some adventure you're right you're right you're right <laughs> um so yeah so in terms of rumors and things that's kind of all i really wanted to talk about um do you guys have anything else that you guys have been pressed with RuPaul's Drag Race, things you've been thinking about this week? I could, I kind of do want to tease the f- season 12, like guest judge and the first lip sync. Do you guys know this? Do you, do I want, I do you want me to, do you want me to sprinkle this? To this? Yes, like, please. Like, again, I feel, I feel like we have so much like coming up that it's kind of hard to not just like spew everything. But I have heard that the season 12, which will premiere in 12 years from now, um, the, the first guest <laughs> judge in the theory and the spirit of having a, a major superstar is Nicki Minaj. <gasps> really? Yes. Wow. So that's like super. Oh, so you guys are excited about this. You didn't know yeah, this? Yeah. Well, interesting. She, she retired now. So what's she going to do with that promotion? Yeah. Okay. Wait. So did, did you know, know that? She didn't really retire. She even said it. She was like, so she 
quote unquote retired because she was in her feelings. And then the next day she was like, I'm sorry, Barb's like, I'm sorry to my fans that I, you know, I should have made this announcement on queen radio. I shouldn't have made it on Twitter. So abruptly, like, I'm sorry to you guys. It was just, she basically admitted that it was like a rash decision. And I think she's retiring. Like Jay-Z retired, you know what I mean? Like, it's just this way to, you know, it's like they're going to miss me when I'm gone sort of thing. Like, she's please. She is not retiring. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. And like, what is, I mean, the term retirement to someone like Nicki Minaj versus someone who is like a working class person, like she will always be in the spotlight. We'll always be talking about her. Yes. But, yeah. But yeah, so she's apparently the the opening guest judge. And the lip sync rumored is apparently Pound the Alarm. Again? Is it Pound? No. Oh, no, Starship, Starships, excuse me. Pound the Alarm was the lip sync. Ah. Starships is also, no? No, Pound the Alarm was the lip sync that Monet, Monet. Exchange did with Dusty oh, Ray Bottoms. I Legendary. I and I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I hear a really good song, I sometimes pretend like I'm. it's a lip sync, and I pretend like I know what the queens would do for it. And Starships, oh, yeah. Starships is like the one that I've always thought about. So I am personally so excited to see this as a lip sync song. I oh my gosh I can't tell you how much I hate that song you don't like it really (laughs) I hate starships so much but I just think the idea of Nicki Minaj watching drag queens sing her song is going to be awesome yeah she's either going to be really into it or she's going to be super like I I wanted to be like a bitchy guest judge because I could totally see that I think she will be do you think She's the is she one of the first judges? She's apparently the season premiere like guest judge. Like you know they had Miley Gaga. Is it gonna be? Well, I know they didn't do this with Miley, but is it gonna be one of those things where they do a retrospective like her looks? Oh yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know that. Do you think she has enough iconic? Like if I if I went up to a random person on the street like and asked them if they knew an, an iconic Nikki outfit. I think people would just use her butt. You're gonna get like twelve different outfits. I think you, yeah, oh yeah. I feel like it would be. I feel like. Well, I mean, it's so funny because it's like I feel. Well, she has had different eras because there was Mm the total like anime era look, and then there was like when she had the like the blunt bangs and like uh, the like she wore like a lot of pink, and then she kind of like stylized it yeah I, and then there's the what's that um anaconda look with the like jean mm. shorts and like mm. the sneakers so i do feel like she has a lot a lot of looks but i don't know if they're as like visible as somebody like rihanna or like beyonce or something but you remember with the madonna one the worst part about oh. it is when <laughs> you had like three people doubling up on the same look yeah we'd have like seven pink friday looks yeah like how can i send all of you home right away yeah i don't know but i'm also like because i i had no problem thinking of a million lady gaga like looks and things to do but that's because i'm a huge lady gaga fan so Mm -hmm. maybe maybe major nikki stands would be able to to confirm or deny that but that is very fun yeah i feel like she'll be very excited and she has tweeted in the past about watching the show so i hope that she queens out and because i always like when the, the guest judges are super excited and actually like enjoy being there and you can tell they're actually loving like their time as a as a part of the show but yeah, so I wonder what they'll do because they use Gaga as like a fake contestant. They use Miley as like a fake crew person. Like what would they, can you imagine if they made like Nicki Minaj, like serve them like lunch at like craft services and they had to like <laughs> not recognize her? Like, I don't know what, the, I don't know how they could try to like incorporate I her. I feel like there's no way you can sneak Nicki Minaj in- anywhere. 
Nicki Minaj's ass. You can't sneak that in anywhere. No. Yeah. That is noticeable from Mars. from space. And so. she's top heavy too. Like she's just uh, like <laughs> you know. And there's no black people on the production I, yes, staff. Right. Like it's yeah. going to be obvious. Yeah, unlike the cast of the show, we are, she is top heavy for sure. Um, I'm just I'm just a heavy top. Okay, flop joke, Evan, for the day. Boo, 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 boo. Well, I thought it was funny. Thank you. You know, we try. We try. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, that I think will do it for us this week. A kind of a short show. I do want to put a, a word out to our listeners. Um, in the meantime, that we are still waiting for these shows to premiere and kind of in terms of creating content of talking about rumors. We'd love to hear from you in terms of things that you would want us to talk about, topics or things that you've heard about in the week, in the news or the media or on Twitter, Reddit, whatever, things that you find interesting or you think are worth uh, us discussing. We love your suggestions. We love hearing some, uh, you know, some feedback. You can either DM us or comment on Patreon. Uh, but yeah, give us give us some things to talk about because we are very much eager to talk about the show. But in, and for the safety of not talking about everything at once we kind of want to spread some things out in terms of the rumors and speculation and things do change so we want you to be a part of this and join the discussion so feel free to tweet me dm me uh call my dad whatever you want to do however you want to get in touch with us please (laughs) feel free to reach out oh no not your dad oh my dad would be like what the Uh, (laughs) my dad's like oh that show gosh she tries um but yeah so thank you both again for joining us this week on the rumor mill uh we look forward to next week and um for those of you listening oh not next week george is looking at me funny uh but that's just because i'm funny looking but yeah next week we will continue to talk about more rumors tea and speculation but for myself george and jamila we thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day Bye. bye bye